Hi, this is Rodney Allen Trice. Welcome back to Leia's Dead. We may have lost our rebel princess. The Empire may seem like it's winning. And, uh, you know, it may seem like all is lost, but uh, this is no time to give up. Hashtag join the resistance. So, um, you know, it's, I was just today remembering back all the way to the 60s and uh, uh, a article that I just read, oh, maybe about a year ago. It just, um, I forget what I saw in the news that it made this uh, occur to me again. But, uh, you know, we have this thing today we call fake news and everything is fake news and we're all bent out of shape about how manipulative the news and news sources are and whatever. You know, but I'd like to go back and remind you, okay, things aren't so bad as you might think because the war on drugs that began way back after Vietnam, blah, 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 one of the members of the team that built the war on drugs, which sounded like a good thing to keep America wholesome, didn't it? Well, the thing about the war on drugs was that it was targeted towards black communities. The man, one of the men who helped to build the war on drugs in the government said it was, it was focused on black communities and the hippie anti-war movement. Because a lot of the hippies, yeah, okay, so they did drugs. You know, it was the late 60s, early 70s. So, you know, mid, mid to late 60s, early 70s. And so a lot of the hippie generation was doing drugs. I mean, we all know that, duh. And so it was a way to go at both communities and attack them both and suppress them, push them back. And so that was a government-instituted program branded to make the American people think that the government was working very hard to keep their lives safe and wholesome but it was a lie. It was to curb the growing resistance to the war. Now, I know today we think, my God, the media has gotten so out of control and is manipulating so hard and so all of this. Well, you know, let me remind you that like 50, 60 years ago, our government was launching programs like this back when we thought the news was a legitimate source of information. And, you know, back then maybe it was less opinion and less, you know, it was more, you know, Walter Cronkite just telling us the facts for tonight, you know. And so it all seemed easier and simpler. Now we've got, oh my God, I, I couldn't even begin to come up with a number of news outlets that might range from giant CNN or Time Warner or ABC, NBC, CBS, HBO, down to some schmuck in his trailer with an internet connection and the ability to create a website that sounds like news, looks like news, and he just keeps posting shit on there that's got nothing to do with a fact on the planet Earth. So we do have massive amounts of sources now, and, and most of them are not reliable or even decent. Opinion pieces are now viewed as 
actual factual articles when we probably should fight for labeling all media content as fact or opinion. And um, that might help to just begin to edge some of the arguing and fighting amongst us in America right now. But the other thing that I feel very like, you know, it's, it's, you know, here in Brooklyn, oh my God, there's so much that we are sad about that's disappearing and going away in all of New York City, really. Many of us creatives and artists, especially that, you know, spent most of our time in the East Village or downtown or in the village or, you know, or in Brooklyn, many of us are really sad to see how much of the culture that we adored is disappearing. The lifestyles we adored are disappearing. And, you know, Leia's dead. The point is, let's not get all panties in a bunch for things that are past because they're not going to come back. So let's just, you know, take a moment, be sad. Like, I, I mean, I loved the way things were, but we need to also remember that if New York City was to stay back there, it would fall behind in world powers and significance on the world stage, and that would be bad for the city as a whole. The other thing that we need to remember is a lot of the art scene and the culture and the downtown scene that came out of, that, that I loved when I got here to New York City, a lot of that came out of the bankruptcy of the city in the 70s, which was extremely bad and made this city extremely dangerous. And so out of the terrible 70s bankruptcy of New York City came a creative, artistic, exploring, very forward, aggressive, experimentational art scene. But remember, again, the whole point of this Lay is Dead is to like, yes, okay, we can lament the past things that we are sad to see go. But remember that part of what's happening in New York with the changing of the storefronts and the changing is that individual building owners can decide now to raise their rents or do they, they can run their building how they want to run their building. Is it decimating a lot of the culture in many neighborhoods? Yes, it is. And that is sad and it, I'm sorry that the city can't seem to come up with some sort of regulation to protect communities because the communities, the neighborhoods as a whole, are what draws people in or not, are what create the culture there or not. If you have a Chinese restaurant in a particular neighborhood and you, the neighborhood begins to aggressively change because all the landlords are switching around and charging more and whatever and the whole thing is changing around, maybe there ends up being no desire for Chinese food in your block or on your neighborhood and you go out of business. Ultimately, businesses survive and they thrive because a neighborhood or a community stays strong. Now, in New York City to suggest that there is, that a Chinese restaurant would fail on any block is pretty absurd. Chinese food is like the go-to for cheap and affordable and easy. So anyway, that's a bad example. But my point is that before we get all hopeless, let's remember that media and our government 
has been running a PR campaign to keep us all in check for a long time. So out of some of this fake news and out of the thousands of news platforms from the guy in the trailer with the internet access to the giant media empires, you know, there is also the opportunity for more true reporting to get out. And for that reason, if you are willing to invest the time into strong and good reporting, this is actually a good period of time for us and a time to be optimistic. There is a, ch a change. Yeah, okay, is it going to be the culture that we're familiar with? No. But there is a change that has made things better. It does mean searching through a lot more stuff to find the better things, but we can find the better things, and for that, I think this time would be great. Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia would love this time right now better than in the 60s, I think, because people have the power to possibly have a bigger voice about something that's really important and true and strong. Now, here's the thing. Um, you know, with that bigger voice, <laughs> you know, there's so much noise. It is hard to find that voice. But, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is a good time. It's a good time. The veils are being pulled back. It may seem desperate and hopeless, but it, this is a good time. This is a time to be excited. And yeah, it's sad that a lot of things are past that we like, and a lot of things have died off or are gone and will never come back. But we are in a good time, and it's a time where small businesses can rise now in other locations. You don't have to be in the mega metropolis of New York City to be a to get global attention anymore. You you can you can find the right place that fits you perfectly. It's a great time. It's a great time. So amidst all of this stuff, let's just remember that the manipulation of media has been going on forever. And now at least is the possibility or the existence of outlets that actually put out good news. So anyway, thanks for tuning in to Leia's Dead. That's my little piece today. And hope you're all well. I'll talk to you all next Thursday. Okay, bye.